Thanks for listening to the Church at Severn Run Messages podcast. You can find more information about the church at severnrun.com. Enjoy the message. Well, Merry Christmas. Men, the good news is you still have several hours left to start your shopping. So, and I know some of you are going, you know, hey, smarty pants, I start on Amazon last night. So, uh, so I know you got it. Hey, we are glad that you're here. And I want to begin with a word of prayer. I want to remind you that prayer is not reserved for weddings, funerals, and Sundays only. Prayer is talking to the creator of the universe. And for those of you who'd say, well, I don't know how to pray, if you know how to think and how to speak to, to anybody, then you know how to talk to God. And the, the most amazing thing is that he wants to hear from you. So let's pray together. Father, thank you for Christmas. Help us in these moments, Lord, just to pause and take a deep breath. Help us to recognize, Father, that our lives are moving on. And the direction they move is, God, up to us. Help us to realize that none of us are, are fatally flawed. None of us are stuck. None of us, without you, are in places, God, that cannot be graced and renewed and God filled with joy in 2018. So we pause to say thank you, Lord, for this day and ask that you'd speak, us, speak to us in these moments and we open our hearts and invite you in. In Jesus' name, amen. We have this season been talking about a living joy. Psalm 1611 sets out the path and it says in verse 11, you have made known to me the path of life and you fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And we have been discovering that joy is not always what we think it is, nor is joy found always where we think it's found. Joy is a person and a path. And the person is Jesus. And the path is life in his presence. And in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Outside of his presence, there is no joy. Not really. None that lasts. The joy outside of his presence is a joy very much like this. It's the joy that we create for ourselves. A joy that east of Eden, we decided would be good enough for us as we chose to live a life that was self-guided um, and self-centered to live outside of God's presence. We began living in a broken world, a world without God's presence welcome, a world in which all the joy that we create, so much smaller than the sun and so short-lived, and time and again, we set our hearts on something or someone to be our joy, and it disappoints, and we strike another match. We take another drink. We buy something else. We distract ourselves from the pain. And for a little while, it works. But only for a little while. 
And then there was Christmas. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2 verse 8, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And out of nowhere, surprising, unexpected, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. The glory of an eternity that all of us can feel deep inside of us. Because Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that God has set eternity inside of us in the hearts of men. The glory that you and I long for. This faint, soul-deep flicker that recognizes we were meant for more than just this. And the angel said, don't be afraid. I'm bringing you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Nobody's excluded. Not religious insiders. This is a new birth of joy for everybody. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, and he is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And this one story is either the defining story of the human story or it is merely a myth. It is either the reality that is to guide not only our understanding of Christmas but of every day or it's a story worth being entertained for a little bit and our hearts warmed in a passing way but, but it's a story worthy of being put on a shelf. But if this story is true, and if that day a Savior was, been, was born into the world, then, then everything changes or can for us. You see, the life of Jesus, the birth of Jesus is an invitation. And I want to tell you today a story that's not commonly associated with Christmas, but I believe is the story of Christmas written large over life. And it's a story of a great banquet Jesus was teaching the people around him about the kingdom of God and how God loves and, and who God loves. That he loves the unlovable, he loves the unworthy, he loves the broken, he loves those who will admit they don't have it all together. He loves those who are not self-sufficient. And he said, when you give a, a luncheon or a dinner, don't just invite your friends or don't invite your friends, your brothers or relatives or your rich neighbors. Because if you do, they're going to invite you back, and so you're going to get repaid. And he said, the kingdom of God isn't like that. When you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you'll be blessed. They can't repay you, but you're going to be repaid at the resurrection of righteousness. And, and he was saying that, that this is how I love. I, I love in ways that can't be paid back, that need not be paid back. Love doesn't doesn't need to be earned, not real love. It's selfless, it's, it's extravagant, it's free. And when he finished this, one of those at the table, probably a, a Jewish man and probably a rabbi, uh, just reflected a long tradition of anticipating this. He said, blessed is the man who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. And so, he just was hearing the words of Jesus and tying it into something that in Jewish, um, Jewish lore and Jewish tradition would be a great gathering of all the people of God around the table of God at the end of time. 
And at the mention of this, his heart leapt and he just, just praised God saying, yes, and, 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 and this table is coming. And he's right. In Revelation chapter 19, the scripture tells us about the marriage feast of the Lamb, this, this time at the table of God that's going to come at the end of time. And Revelation 19.6 says, Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give Him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and His bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her to wear. Fine linen, the scripture says, stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. All the ways they loved in a broken world. All the ways they were the hands and the feet of Jesus. All the times they not only spoke the love of God, but they lived it and, and modeled it. This was the clothing of the church. And the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, these are the true words of God. Jesus. <laughs> takes a lesson on the heart of God um, that suddenly morphed into a reflection on, on the new beginning with God at the end and he ties it into a story that sums up the whole purpose of his life on earth. And that was to offer an invitation to you and I. Jesus replied in Luke chapter 14 verse 6, a certain man was preparing a banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who'd been invited, come, for everything is now ready. For every broken thing you've ever felt in your life, there is a longing for that to be answered. There is a longing for the pain to end. There is a longing for things to be filled full. We do so much to deny the empty. Sleep with whomever, buy whatever, earn whatever, accomplish whatever, do all that we can, but what we find in the end that on planet earth, that one empty vessel cannot fill another, and one empty person cannot fill another. And deep inside of us, if we're ever still long enough to hear it, there is this whisper that says, you were made for more than this. You were made to know a greater love, to have a greater joy, to live a higher life, to know this adventure that, that you, you know that you were created from nothing into, into something that God called good. And today I, I pray that you and I would be awake enough in soul to say yes to the invite of God. So, come for everything is ready, but they all alike begin to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field and I gotta go see it, please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out, please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married so I can't come. And of all the excuses given, that's number one in my book. The servant came back and reported this to the master and the owner of the house became angry. 
And he ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and, and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And this story is a story that resonates at so many levels. There are, there are double entendres, there are layers of it. And, and one of the layers is God coming to the Jewish people and inviting them to life in his presence. But, but the, the people of God finding other things to do in life, other priorities, and so they didn't come. And we, as Gentiles, find ourselves in the second part of the invitation. We are described, rightly so, as the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. The owner of the house uh, ordered his servant, and, and, and the servant rep- replied, Sir, what, you have been, what you've ordered has been done, but there's still room. Then the master told his servant, Go out to the roads and the country lanes and make them come in, so that my house will be full. And I tell you, not one of the men who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. This parable of the great banquet is the overarching story of Jesus' life. It's why he came. Jesus is a man, not a myth. He is God, uh, not an abstract idea. He is the creator, not something we create on our own. He is love born that one night, all to give us an invitation to life in the presence of God. He didn't come to create a religion. He didn't come to to make us better than other people. He came to save us. All who are willing to admit they're broken, that they they don't see clearly, that, that they're deaf to the voice of God, all who are willing to admit that they have need of life. God sent his son into the world to give an invitation to hand deliver an invitation to to you and to I all of our days from the moment we were born, the the Father has been sending His Son to reveal His invitation to us very personally, very individually. Jesus has come to you over and over again and said, I love you. I want to do life with you. I want you to come into my presence. I want you to, to live every day, no longer alone and broken. I want you to live with me. I want you to have my joy, that my joy may be in you. I know life is hard. I know life hurts, but I want to give you the answer. I want to give you myself. I don't want you to to be religious. I don't want this to be a, a spiritual hobby for you. I want to be your life, and I want you to do life with me, because in my presence is the fullness of joy. And this life I'm inviting you to, it isn't a one time thing, it's life with. Life with me every day. When the sun comes up in the morning, I want you to hear my invitation to say, come and be with. Be with me. The simple truth is, for 2,000 years, though we mark this story one day a year in a special way, we marginalize it most of the rest. And most of the rest of the days... We make excuses to decline the invitation. I'm busy. I I have bills. I I come Sundays. I, I don't really think that being with you is all that important. And the master says... Go out and find. 
Anybody who's hurting, anybody who's humble, anybody who's open, and tell them that I love them, knock on their door and let them know that they are invited to my table. There, they're going to find all that they need. They're going to find all that, that, that will satisfy their soul. They're going to find love and life. Come to my table. And the response of most of humanity to the invitation of Jesus is just an excuse to stay away. Even religion is a great excuse to stay away. Religion means that you get just enough of God to, to learn some words or learn some scriptures or whatever else, but, but you don't have to be, be in his presence and be transformed by his joy and his love. You can still be the old you and claim you got it all together. Because if you come into the presence of, of Jesus, he's going to wreck your sin. I mean, he just is. He's going to destroy your stupidity and your insanity. He's going to destroy your, your selfishness. And he's going to create something beautiful out of it. <laughs> and in his presence, there is fullness of joy. So I guess my question to you is today, what are you going to do with your invitation? Because the invitation is not to religion. The invitation is not uh, to a salvation that leaves you the same. The invitation is to a, a salvation that, that totally transforms you from the inside out so that you do life with Jesus every day. Some of you say, well, you know, um, I, there's no way that I could ever be good enough. And I would just agree with you and say, you're right. You know, <laughs> I can never be good enough. But the reason you're invited is because there's room at the table. The reason you're invited and wanted is because there's room in the Father's heart. And so, what will you do with the Father's invitation. The simple reality is that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came that Christmas night in Jesus Christ. More than anything else in all the world, God simply wants you to be with Him. And you and I have made it far more complicated. We've made it far more um, cultural and far more, I don't know, just, just messed up. And, and it's just as simple as, as accepting your personal invitation to come and be with him now and forever. In your broken, in your heartache, in your happiness and, and in your sorrow, in every moment of life, joy is a person and a path. And Jesus is inviting you into his presence at his table to be with him now in the pain of life and forever in the joy of heaven. And the response that we got to give is an excuse or a yes that changes everything. It's far more simple than you, you've ever imagined it it's God wanting you to be with him and 
and realizing that you couldn't do that on your own. Our sin, our brokenness will keep us out of the presence of God. We're not holy. We're not good enough. And so Jesus Christ came, born of a virgin, lived a sinless, perfect life, died on the cross, love crucified. His blood fulfilled all the old covenant. His blood shed was, was not the blood of an animal to cover sin. It was the blood of, of God shed to invite to forgive, to be an atonement, a substitute, so that He died in our place. There was a time in my life where all of this seemed so strange and I didn't want any of it. I, like some of you, came to things like this, sometimes under protest, <laughs> did not want to be here, was, was longing to get away and get out. But something happened to my, my heart along the way. And I slowly began to consider the idea, what if? What if there really is a God? What if this God really has a face? And, and what if he has a name I can know? And what if that name is Jesus? Could this love be real? Could it, could it be a love for me? There's something deeply broken and twisted in the human heart. And we hear our invitation. And, and first of all, some of us have never known that we're invited. We've never really had the faith to believe, God, you really want me with you for, for life? You, you enjoy my presence? You, you, you want to do life with me? You want to lead me on a great adventure every day I breathe? I didn't know now I do. So some of you here didn't know you're invited and, and I just want to let you know that you are. Let me, let me prove it to you. Take the envelope that you have. And from Jesus... There is the simplest and most life-changing invitation that if accepted changes everything forever. I love you, he says. I want to be with you, he says. I know you don't know how to get from there to here, but I'm the way. And I'm the truth you're longing for. And I'm the life that you, you haven't been able to find this far. And now it all comes down to the choice to make an excuse to stay away from Jesus every day and then forever. Or just simply to say, hey, Jesus, Thank you for the reality that there's room in your heart and room at the table for me. And I want to do life with you. And so today, I'm going to RSVP with my life. And I'm going to give you myself. You see, real love is costly. It's not cheap. 
Real love, it can't be controlled. It's extravagant. Real love is all in. It is passionate. Real love is vibrant. Real love is alive. And so please don't lie to yourself and, and think that, that the part you've given so far is the all that, that's enough for love. The all of the cross is, is the measure of the all that gets us to the table. So you are wanted. You are delighted in. You are forgiven. And you are loved. Will you say yes? Joy for the rest of your life can be yours. I mean it. I mean, for the rest of your life, you can have an overcoming joy that changes not only you and your family, but everybody around you. And that joy will be found not in you getting what you want or life turning out the way you think. That joy will be found accepting the invitation of Jesus to life in his presence. Now and forevermore. So I want to leave you with a question. What are you going to do with your invitation? Ignore it? Make excuses? Or surrender to life in the presence of Jesus? Today? Tonight? Tomorrow? And forever? Father, thank you for Christmas and the birth of love and the promise of joy. And in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would help every open-hearted person here, every hurting person here, everyone who's ever been rejected, everyone who's ever felt pain in their life. I pray that you would help them to hear from the depths of their soul the cry of your invitation whisper of your love and Father help each one of us say yes with our lives in a way that changes the world this Father is our Christmas prayer in Jesus name Amen If you enjoyed today's message Feel free to share it with your friends. And as we like to say, love well, live Jesus, and believe big.